You just be careful. Come on now, baby. You talking to low dog. <laughs> you know I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> Shoot. I tried. Never forget, man. But they don't know. Don't show. Just don't care about being a menace to South Central while they drink their juice in the hood. That's what it's all about, Dre. The fuck is he talking about? Welcome to another edition of the Mad Cat Movie Review Podcast. It's your boy, Derek. I'm Sean. I'm CL. And this week, we're going to be reviewing Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, a Wayne's Brothers project. So an innocent young black man named Ashtray, played by Sean Waynes, is forced to move into a tough Los Angeles neighborhood with his family, which includes a streetwise, pot-smoking grandmother, played by Helen Martin. And before long, Ashtray's nuclear-armed gangster cousin named Loke Dog, played by Marlon Waynes, introduces him to a bizarrely comical crime world. Luckily, Ashtray falls in love with the urban poet Dashiki, played by Tracy Sherelle Jones, and she convinces him to go straight. But before he can do that, he has to deal with a crazy ex-boyfriend, Toothpick, played by uh, Darrell Heath. It was directed by Paris Barclay released in 1996. And crazy enough, it only had an operating budget of 3.8 million, but it pulled in 20 million at the box office, which I think is really respectable at that time. And for this type of film, you know, if you remember back in 1996, there weren't too many of these black movies being put out like that. So right off the top, fellas, start with you, Sean. What'd you think about the movie? Dude, I love this movie. No said. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yo, it's it's ridiculous as hell. When you talk about quotables, man, this movie makes all the quotables. It's just a fun time with Don't Be a Menace. It's got to be the greatest movie title ever. Just because it's ignorant as hell. And you know they meant to do it. You know they meant to make this shit long as hell. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved it. I am a big fan of this movie as well because it's so ridiculous. And the fact that it's kind of a like akin to almost like a Hollywood shuffle. You know, it, it has that same DNA because it goes through the actual struggles that black men go through, but it's set up in the most ridiculous and comical ways. And that's something that I love about this movie and a lot of other Wayne's Brothers productions. You know, like Sean said, the quotables, they're so timeless because they've been you so long you probably forgotten that they come from this movie and that's that's one of the things that i i really took away from it patently out ridiculous but i'm still quoting this movie and i didn't even realize it so we got juice jungle fever south central higher learning do the right thing poetic justice new jack city dead presidents friday above the rim boys in the hood and menace to society so they spoofed all of these legendary 
movies in one film. I feel like to truly appreciate Don't Be a Menace, you had to have seen the majority of those films. Definitely. Or some of the humor, you might not get it. But even if you didn't see them, the movie was so damn funny, you're still going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the crazy thing. So, CL, do you feel like you were able to catch most or all of the references, the movie references that they were that they dropped in the movie? You know, when I was going back through it, I almost felt like I may have missed a few because there's so many and I haven't watched all those movies in a while. And I think that's the thing about this one right here is because of the time period when it was released, it's right after everybody's watched those movies in the last like five, six years. They're in heavy circulation, you know, in the video stores, you know, back when people used to have to go rent VHSs. I don't know if, if the, the <laughs> young kids know anything about those. Blockbuster. Oh, you God. know what I'm saying? They're blockbusting. Rent one, rent one free. But yeah, man. So like back in the day, those movies was in heavy rotation. So I could imagine that all of them hit, but some of them, they definitely went over my head because it's been a while since I watched a few of them that you mentioned. I know for one, like Menace to Society, like I can remember it, but it's been a while since I watched it. So they might've had a few things in there that I might've just, it just went over me. I can't remember when I first watched the movie. I don't think I caught it in 1996. It had to be a couple years after that. Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, Juice, Poetic Justice. Took me a while to go back and catch some South Central references. Or even there's some other non-Black movie references in there. Like, I think I was a old-ass teenager when I caught the Back to the Future references. But I, I think the most obvious were Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, and Higher Learning. Yeah. <laughs> the higher learner joint was that joint killed me. <laughs> the higher but they drop oh boy. Oh my god. See, I still don't think I've caught all the references too. Uh just when you was talking about Back to the Future, the only Back to the Future reference I caught was the billboard that yep. said black to black to the future or something like that. It's little stuff like that, you know. I really didn't pay attention to that at first. They was dropping them Marvel Easter egg type joints mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. Loke Dog says towards the end of the movie, take a road trip in the mail truck. That's gotta be the stupidest idea ever. Poetic justice. The movie starts off with us getting a quick shot, you know, snapshot of Ashtray's mother, played by Vivica Fox. Yeah. And one of her own, <laughs> that was back in the Vivica is a Fox days, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he threw me off with that one. But uh, <laughs> he asked her, he's like, hey, am I going to see you again? And I feel like they did a really good job of just, they were being funny, but they would throughout the movie point out these little things. And she's like, no, because you know there ain't no positive black females in these movies. <laughs> like, so nah, you ain't gonna see me again. This is it. And then they we meet his father, and it was hilarious because it's his father, but he's older than his father. <laughs> you know, they really <laughs> dug into that whole hood thing of teenage pregnancies and all that, because he's older than his father, talking about changing his pop's diapers and his mm-hmm. father can't go to the party and all that stuff. And even that was kind of a picking on Hollywood and how Hollywood will cast people in parental roles that are not that much older than their sons or daughters. That was a straight up spoof of Boys in the Hood. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that, hell, Lawrence Fishburne is only seven, eight years older than Cuba Gooden Jr. It hurt me to wake up and see my beautiful black people suffer victimized by the oppressive harsh realities of the hood. 
I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Message! In the following scene, we get to meet Ashtray's eventual love interest, okay, Dashiki. So for those who didn't see or don't remember the movie, Dashiki was essentially uh, supposed to be Justice from Poetic Justice. Hey, what are you doing? Writing a poem. See, my poetry, it helps me escape the harsh realities of living in the hood. Ah, that's deep. Hey, you want to read me one? Okay. Let me see. Yeah. Love is by far the most precious thing on earth. Like a rose's fragrance or a child's birth. <sighs> Love me and leave me. That's the story of my life. But it won't happen again, see, since I bought a butcher's knife. Yeah, see, the next man who loves me and leaves me so quick, mm -hmm, I'ma cut off his balls and I'ma chop off his dick. I'ma shoot that motherfucker. I'ma kill him. I'ma stab that motherfucker. She fucking with me all night. I'ma run him over with my car, see. He fucking with the wrong motherfucker. You don't me. I will kill that motherfucker. I get the point. That was, that was, that was good. All right, so she was, she was like the hood version of justice right there. So it was her and her seven kids by men from all kinds of different nationalities. <laughs> she had an Asian baby, like an Asian <laughs> baby, a white baby. She, she had it all. She had the whole rainbow going. You know, it, one of my favorite favorite lines of the movie is when Loke Dog slaps the hell out of Ashtray after he kisses her like, fool! Don't you realize you just kissed every dude in the park? <laughs> I mean, as you can see with Dashiki, it wasn't that special. It sure wasn't. She was... <laughs> but there was so much going on in that scene. Just oh. pulling up on the scene. You got two freaks fucking in the, in, in the middle <laughs> of the party. Oh, man, I think one of my favorite scenes is when Loke Doll pulls up the old girl. Look like he about to, you know, run that game to get that number. Pulls the gun out on me. She wants me. How you keep wasting your time with that trick? Showing you, we need you someone with some class. Someone you can take home to stepmama. You know what I'm trying to say? Get yourself a real one. Real woman. I try. You see that bitch over there? I see her. Now that's a lady. I bet you I get her number. Nigga, you ain't getting nobody's number. Fool, watch me. Hey, sweetheart. Break yourself! Give me your goddamn number. Come on. Hurry up. Come on. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, I'm give you a call about 5 o'clock, all right? Sit, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sweetheart. Take care of yourself, all right? <laughs> yeah. Bet you I get a number. No, <laughs> 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 oh, but have y'all seen the unrated version? I have not. I think so maybe years ago. I used to have a DVD. Mm -hmm. There's actually an extension of that scene. Like when he walks away, 
like she actually pulls a gun out on him and they exchange words for a little bit. First, he presses the gun up to, you know, his private area. But then after that, they just you put your gun down. No, you put your gun down. Well, you know what? Neither one of us going to put our gun down. Fuck it. We can just dance like this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay, I seen that. I saw that. Yeah. I seen that scene. I'm going to have to find it. You're going to have to see that too. Yo, another thing I love from that scene, when we meet your man Toothpick for the first time. Take me to jail. He plays himself. <laughs> he plays himself with that monologue because he got the whole crew with him. Lock me up. Don't wait. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid to fucking again. What? <laughs> the whole record scratch, the party stop. Oh, you tripping. Toothpick got used to being in jail. So much so that even on the outside, he lived like he was still on the inside. Give me that one. With two picks, bro. Like that, that is absolute classic. Let, let's talk about one of my favorite characters. I kind of skipped over her, her introduction, but grandma. Grandma <laughs> is one of my favorite characters in this movie. I want to go back to when we get our first introduction to her and Ashtray goes over the house and she over there, you know, talking about that beat and the police put on me and slow me down one bit. And she, she get up and try to spar with his ass. <laughs> and he punches her over the table. You still hit like a bitch, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, grandma had the one-liners in this movie. 
So definitely from that point to the end of the movie when she came out like dead presidents, like (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. And she just good for cussing somebody, yeah. You know, (laughs) your grandma don't be touching my shit. Oh go fuck yourself. (laughs) Female Sam Jackson right there, man. Oh, she was so sick with it. I, I feel like she's she's the official sixth man of the movie. Mm-hmm. Off the bench, every time she came off the bench, she was putting it in the bucket. Can I just shout out to Helen Martin? She was 86 years old in this movie. What? Damn. 86 years old. That's crazy. So earlier, we was, one of y'all mentioned uh, the higher learning scene, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about when Malik goes to college. So Malik played by Omar Epps. So I guess he kind of reprised his role. And they drop him off at college. And I thought it was hilarious that every time in the movie that a white, every time a white person committed a crime, they pull out the notepad and they had a list of names. So when they killed Malik as he's walking up the steps to go to college, he got the list of brothers who are trying to make it out of the hood. <laughs> did you see the names? I did. I, it I was... remember them all. Yeah, dude, I remember it. First, it was titled Brothers Who Trying to Make It Out the Hood. It was Ricky from Boys in the Hood, Kane from Minister Society, Radio Raheem from Do the Right Thing, and last on the list was Malik from Higher Learning. All right, so let's get back to Dashiki. So Ashtray finally gets some. All his simping pays off, you know, ignoring that the whole hood done been in Dashiki. And 30 seconds later, she's like, I'm pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) That's how quick they be knowing. You want to know what the real power is? In the books. No. In the books. See, Tuak, your mind, it is like a gun. And you want to load it up with little itty bitty bullets of knowledge. Messy! Okay. Well, I'm gonna jump to the ending, and then we're kind of gonna backtrack for a hot second. But so in the ending, you know, that's where they really dug into the whole menace thing. You know, they had the giant shootout. Ashtray's already decided he's gonna leave the hood with Dashiki, similar to to Kane, right? He's gonna leave the hood. And they, they have the whole shootout and everything like that. And grandma just, just steals the whole thing again. Steals the whole show, <laughs> popping out the garbage can, two guns blazing right in the nick of time. You know, ah! <laughs> just just letting, it, letting that hammer fly. So I feel like it was genius because they were able to kind of spoof. I counted four movies in that ending scene. They were able to get off four. 
right? So I, I think I wrote them down. It was dead presidents. They got mm -hmm. Minister Society, Juice, and Jungle Fever. Those are the four that I caught in their final scene. And it was impressive to me that they were able to fit those four movies into that damn Minister Society scene. So what did y'all think about that ending? Some folks that kind of stick out to me at the end, once the shootout kind of dies down. We, we haven't talked about Kim Waynes yet. Kim Waynes is just great. She's, she's one of my overall underappreciated people in all of Hollywood. Not just Black Hollywood, Hollywood, period. I feel like Kim Wayne should be a bigger star than she is. Growing up, she was my favorite Wayans, her and Damon. So just to hear her kind of bawling out over her son all damn movie, just to finally find out that Toothpick was her son. And then when we find out Toothpick's all right, she just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this this is perfect. This is a perfect story arc for, for Kim Wayne. It's just, just perfect. The ending is a feat in itself, like you said. Jam-packing all of those movies into that one scene and then making it cohesive. You know, nothing seemed like it was just thrown in there just to be thrown in there. Like, it was a part of the scene. And like you said, like the, the Kim Wayne's. I, I was actually getting ready to say something about that because she's the most ridiculous person in every <laughs> single scene that she's ever been in, ever. <laughs> and so, like, I just love her to just, like, pop up and just be ridiculous on, like, on demand. I hear that. Well, before we continue, I want to give a special shout out, honorable mention to my man, Bernie Mac. He, he played one of my favorite characters in Look, this damn movie. To this day, <laughs> to this day, I know that by heart. You know, you think you tough. <laughs> and the crack in his voice when he goes up the octave. He's Wait, running on that list of black stuff. Oh, man. I hate you, black bastards. You stink. I hate your black skin. I hate your black pants. I hate black pepper. <laughs> hate black keys on the piano. I hate my gums because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. Huh? Most of all, I hate that black ass Wesley Snipes. That, that's like the whole Friday movie to me. I will never forget that quote. God damn, man. You know that whole joint <laughs> verbatim, too. That's what I will never forget. Oh, damn. Bravo. You there. Get out of the truck and put your hands in the air. Stand on one leg. With the tip of your finger, touch the tip of your nose. Now, in a circular motion, rub your stomach and pat your head while saying rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Strike a pose. Now vote. Now walk slowly toward the car. We didn't even do nothing. Well, you think you tough? You look so tough now. 
little nigga. <laughs> hate you, black bastards. You stay. Hate your black skin. Hate your black pants. I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. I hate my gums, because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> and most of all, I hate that black-ass Wesley Snipes. There's two kind of lengthy quotes from this movie that I'll never forget. This one and old buddy that was in the jail. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Fair convict. Fair. There you go. There you go. All right, get in there. What's up, young blood? What's up? Swine, my brother? Nah, no thanks. But let me tell you something. If you hit a man in time, his wounds will heal. And if you steal from a man, you can replace what you steal. And always cross in the green, never in because between. Honorable Elijah Muhammad Ali Looks like a butterfly and stings like a bee. Just thinking about spending another minute with Farrah Convict made me never want to do time in the joint again. Boy, am I happy to see you, man. And always remember, my brother, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, knick-knack, patty-whack, get a dog a bone, 2000, zero, zero, party, oops, out of time, my bacon smelling fine. <laughs> I'll never forget that, man. I love that shit. Dead ass, man. Like that one look. They, there was so much genius and gems packed in this movie. Like that one joint could have stole the movie. That one little mm -hmm. scene, Bernie Mac and his five minutes or whatever they gave him in that scene was killer. That, that was better than some comedies whole movie. That, that's crazy to me. So another scene I found funny when Loke Dog took Ashtray to to the, the house party in the hood. Right, and he met this badass chick. Loke dog meets this bad chick. <laughs> he got the banging body, but she's disgusting. She's over there burping, farting, picking her nose, doing <laughs> doing it all, and he's trying to ignore it and press through because she bad. You know she got body, so he's just like, you know what? I right, I'm, I'm gonna step on up out of here because it's too nasty for me. <laughs> Mm -mm, I really should. Mm -mm. Come on, girl. Mm -hmm. Ain't gonna hurt you. Mm -hmm. It's just that when I drink sometimes, I get a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, I don't want you to think I'm a freak or nothing like that, because I usually don't even go home with guys when I first meet them. Oh, mm -hmm. But I just feel so comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And hey, and that's good, girl. <laughs> Whenever you with me, mm -hmm. I want you to just relax and be yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. You are so nasty. <laughs> I should be going. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. hey, come on, baby, relax. Okay, just relax. Mm -hmm. Don't you go nowhere. 
You in good hands now, girl. <laughs> nope, the dogs don't take good care of you, baby. Mm -hmm. You sure it's okay? Mm-hmm. Mm. I want you to just be yourself, okay? I told you I could get a little crazy. Yeah, you get crazy. Come on. Okay. Let's get it on. Oh no, nigga, you ain't going nowhere. I thought it was hilarious how they did Loke Dog's character. He was supposed to be super thug, right? But every time something went left in the movie, something popped off, he, ah! he starts screaming. He went Marlon like, Wayne. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was genius right there, man. I swear. I, I keep using that word to describe it because I thought this movie was so well put together in every way imaginable. And so the way they really played up his super thug character. So he was supposed to be what? Like Old Dog and Menace? Yeah. Yeah, so suit really crazy, down for whatever. But then when everything hits the fan, he just crumbles and turns into this little scaredy cat. So that was genius to me, especially that mail truck scene. I couldn't pick just one scene. I was going to ask your favorite scene. So give me like two or three of your favorite scenes. Good grief. Number one, officer self-hatred, Bernie Mac. Higher learning, mm -hmm. that's food. And DMV. Drive, motherfucker, drive! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo i'm sorry i just i just was not expecting that shit oh, mr walker <laughs> you know just okay you know where's where's this scene going pull up to the side of the bank next thing you know pop, pop. oh but then there was a little more money in there as well was it Loke dog going to get a job oh damn you're right Wow. Age, maintain, hey, six deuce, baby. <laughs> Father's name, I don't know, six. Hell yeah, nigga. <laughs> Salary desire, $3 million. You know, being an Ivy Leaguer can be such a leg up. You know, I spent five years at Harvard. Oh, really? I just spent six months at County. Anybody ever trying to take your manhood? Uh, hmm? But then he sees the warning coming, so he hides you, but you still got that plunge in your ass. So you just squeal um, and cry. Um, Don't you hate when that happens? Oh, let's get out of here. He's crazy. Hey, where y'all going? Lock dog, uh, 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 Mr. Loke dog? That's me. Oh, you're next. Uh, Mr. Uh, Lock Dog. Hey, what's up, baby? Yeah, right. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, no. All right, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Energy, eager man. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. Uh, right this way. Uh, Lock Dog. <clears throat> uh, let me just move this. Ah. So, uh, let me see. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, I see your hobbies are drinking, smoking weed, 
and all types of ill shit. Yeah. Uh, do you drive an automobile? Mm. With or without the boot? Doesn't matter. Well, congratulations. You got yourself a job. Right on, huh? Hey, where the seatbelts at? Don't worry. They won't be necessary. Hey, man, how you work this radio? One of my favorite scenes is probably the shopping store, uh, Men's to Society spoof. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and that's the same dude that was in Men's to Society. It was. I was like, hey, I had me tripping for a minute. I'm like, damn, that look like the same dude. Oh, wow. When they walk in the door, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> for years, and I still do it every now and then. Every time I walk into... <laughs> In my head, I'd be like, <laughs> damn fool. <laughs> I'm good for it. I, I would not put that past you at all. <laughs> like, from what I know about you, that is not that much of a stretch. But yeah, man, that, this this whole scene was sick. You know, even from like the hurry up and buy, they over there looking and the white dude just taking the money out of the drawer. <laughs> He's like, here, take this. And he's like, oh, it's for skimming the money. Like, this, this is crazy. I actually like the beginning of the movie because it, it sets it off for me. It kicks it off in the most ridiculous way to try to tell you a story without really telling the story. Now, other than that, I think I pretty much like the the block party sequence, you know, at, at, in general. I'm, I'm not sure there's a specific part of it I can pick, but... From beginning to end, you know, the pouring it out for the dead homies and the dead bodies in the in the in the alleyway. Even the line where they talk about the Shiki and she got more kids than Miss Wayne. Like <laughs> everything is is masterful in this scene, bro. Like I fucks with it the long way. I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry. It, something just popped in my head and I can't let it go. When they took old buddy to get jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Toothpick? What's up? I'm ready to go jump this fool in. Let's do this, our dog. What's up there, little homie? About ready to do this? Yeah, man, I'm ready. What's up? What's up? You've been hanging with the homies in the hood for a while now. It's about time we jump your punk ass in. That's right. Let me tell you something. In this world, if you can't swim, you found the drizzle. Yeah. And if you fall, better pick your punk ass up. That's right. And the rest of y'all, don't cut him no slack. Y'all fools get busy. Let's go. Working, dog, working. go with uh the the scene where the crackhead offers loke dog a blowjob like <laughs> oh boy like oh boy in menace 
because the first I remember the first time I saw this movie, I fully expected him to like kind of stay in character and then do something funny. But I wasn't expecting him to kind of turn his eyebrows over. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he coming from behind the truck, zipping up his pants from the crackhead over here, licking his face. <laughs> like he just had a glazed donut. Or <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That scene gets me every damn time. Yeah, whoever played that crackhead, shout out to you. Man, he will forever be remembered for that. Because for me, I always remember that. I can remember his face. I do not know his name, but I forever know his face. And the other scene I'm going to go with is when they stomped out Toothpicks Boy. <laughs> and, and my man was flat on the street. <laughs> yeah, they literally stomped him flat to like a pancake. They, they had like a hoedown on him. And I didn't realize it until recently that that's like kind of like a quotable for me like when we was talking about last week i think we was talking about what would you do if you had a boss like uh stony and him and i was like yo i crip walk up and down his ass you know <laughs> for ever since i've seen this movie i've been calling back to that scene where they are dancing on old boy's body as they stomp him out and i've been using it ever since i was 13. <laughs> That, that's how classic and iconic that joint is. Man, I, I'm just thinking of more shit as we talk. Like, we, we've done this whole thing, and we ain't talked about Preach or Crazy Legs. Real talk. Wow. Our friend like Preach that. was a former gang member turned activist. But now, he's just plain confused. Hey, Preach, what up, nigga? Y'all need to stop using the word nigga. You see, it's terms like the word nigga that the white man uses to take away the self-esteem of another race. Word. Oh yeah, remind me to pick my laundry up from that chick motherfucker up the street. Hey, hey, what did I tell you about disrespecting my new entrances? Uh, oh, With disrespect, you. Oh my God, the mother of Mecca is right here before me. Do my eyes not deceive me, or am I looking at the goddess Isis herself? Can you, uh, can you do me a favor, my brown skin angel? Can you tap that white girl for me? My milk of magnesia. Oh. Oh. After the devil made you, he broke the mold. Well, maybe you and I could uh, make a little jungle fever. Now that there is something special. How come you talk all that noise about white men and then go date white women, fool? No, you see, I'm just trying to do the white girls what the white man's been doing to us for 400 years. Yeah, what's that? Fuck him. Amy Joe! <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, that's so funny. Look at magnesia. <laughs> <laughs> and when he over there talk about uh, stopping like... black on black crown. Mm-hmm. And then, then... Talk about, what about the time you shot Byron? Well, that's different. Byron's mm-hmm. light-skinned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remind me to pick my laundry up from that chink motherfucker down the street. <laughs> <laughs> That dude was all over the place with his. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, Sean, let's throw it over to you for these ratings, man. Y'all know how we do it. If we love the film, we give it an Image Award. Feel it was good. Give it a Soul Train Award. So so an all right film gets a Source Award. If we beating this shit in the ground like they did Two Picks, homie, you gonna give it a BET Award. So, Derek, I'll kick it to you. Don't be a minister South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> what you say, bro? I'm going to give this an image award all the way through, bro. Like, 
it's another one of the movies where I could watch it all day, every day. I haven't laughed that damn hard in a long time, bro. A long time. Just, I don't even have to be watching it. Just listening to y'all talk about some of the damn scenes just put me right back in it. Like I'm watching it for the first time and I'm sitting there covering up to keep from screaming all over the mic during this podcast. So mm-hmm. it's that image award for me. See, yeah, wavering. <laughs> yeah, man, because, you know, I'm, I'm very judicious about handing out these image awards and and making sure that's that's really what I want to do. And so if I'm going to just go on like how much I enjoyed the movie, it would be an image award, you know. But if I'm going to judge it just against movies, it was really like, you know, a bunch of skits put together more than a movie. <laughs> and so like that kind of makes me want to just knock it down just like a tad bit. It's like, eh, you know, and just give it that Soul Train Award. But I, I like it too much. I'm going to have to say Image Award. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Yo. You had all the logic in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like, fuck it. You know, we just going to get to them. <laughs> I was kind of like that, too. You know, when we, when we put this on the list, I was like, this is going to be in the Soul Train round for me. But then I watched it. I was like, damn, it just took me back. You talk about a movie that I used to watch as much as I watch Friday, and I don't watch either one of them as much as I used to. And that's only because there's just so much shit out there now. Just watching Don't Be a Menace and remembering all the scenes, saying my favorite parts. I felt that same joy in 2020 than when I first saw the movie. And the simple fact that I can still remember some shit word for word that, that's the image award all the way. I think this is the most fun that we've had reviewing a movie on a Madcap movie review. Although I'm not quite sure that we actually got through the entire movie, but it certainly was fun going back and just talking about our favorite scenes from this hilarious, ridiculous movie, Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. I just like saying the title. I don't think any of the hosts came into this review thinking that we would all give it image awards, but somehow, some way, Don't Be a Menace joins Coming to America and New Jack City as our first three movies in the Madcap Movie Review Hall of Fame. Moving on to next week, each host has selected one horror movie that we'll cover for the next three weeks. And up first is my pick, 1988's Child's Play. But before we jump into the origins of Chucky, remember to subscribe to the show, rate and review us. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at MadcapPod and give us a like over on our Facebook page as well. Until next time, for my co-hosts Derek and Ciel, this is Sean, and we'll see you next week with that Child's Play Review. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? A good guy!
Hi, I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy! I'm Detective Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclays. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who was on the counter. Andy! Who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. He came alive in my hand. I, I, I... Oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe me? Because I'm sane, Mrs. Barkley. Sane and rational. No one believes the truth. Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. You say fuck y'all, suck my dick, and uh.